to the cloud. Okay, welcome. Welcome to the Victory Prayer Circle, guys. I am your host, Natasha T. Brown. And this is a weekly prayer meeting. And we, we just kind of get together on a weekly basis. And it's hosted by the We Who Dwell Faith Community. Listen, guys, the Bible tells us in 1 John 5, 4, that every child of God has the victory they have they defeated the world and how do we defeat the world through our faith so we have victory through our faith is what the bible tells us so we know guys that we are not meeting or praying or even fighting for our victory we know that instead we already have our victory through christ jesus so i want to welcome you all to the victory prayer circle um, I invite you to stick around tonight and make sure that you put this on your calendar for the next several Thursdays, guys, because we are starting a really exciting series tonight. We are actually going to be studying the book of Acts of the Apostles. So I need y'all to like shout and get excited. Acts is such a great book, okay? Acts is such a great book. So each Thursday this summer, a different Bible teacher and a, a student of the Word of God will join us and they will walk us through one to two chapters of the book of Acts this summer. So tonight, I get to start us off, guys, by sharing a short overview of the book of Acts and um, point out some key observations. We're going to try to get through um, chapters one and two. So let's begin in prayer. Okay. So God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for bringing us here tonight, God. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to meet again. God, we know that through you, Lord, we have the victory. God, we lift your name up high, Father, and we ask you to come into this meeting. God, we know you're already here, but Lord, we just give you all of the control. We ask you to have your way. Holy Spirit, we ask that you would take over tonight. Move through this lesson, Holy Spirit, move in our hearts and move within the hearts and minds of those who will hear the replay later. And in Jesus' name, we pray, amen, amen. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take us through a couple of points through the book of Acts. So get out your Bibles, okay? And um, if you came on late, we're going to have different teachers every week. So I'm going to start us off um, with an overview, and we're going to look at chapters one and two. After we finish doing that, it'll probably take about 25 to 30 minutes, okay? So get some notes, get some paper, get your Bible, and let's just do a Bible study tonight. And once we finish doing that, we are going to... Um, have our victory prayer circle come on. We have some amazing intercessors in our Zoom room and we're gonna be praying. So if you have a prayer request, you can type it in the chat room, whether you're on Facebook or on Zoom. And um, yes, we're gonna be praying for you tonight. We're gonna to be praying for our nation. So if you don't feel well, if you came here down, listen, I want you to get your expectations up, guys. Get your expectations up for God to do a great thing, okay? Because God is moving. He's always moving. And even in the midst of, you know, some of the things we've been going through in our nation, God is still God. So I just believe that tonight God is going to do something big through us and on this Bible study, okay? So get your Bibles out. I'm going to be using this Bible, and it is a New King James translation, but I want to start off this study by saying that when you're doing a Bible study, you want to use different translations. Like, you don't want to use just one. You want to use at least one or two. You, I always have the Blue Letter Bible app with me as well, so I can look up words and definitions um, as we're going through. So I'm just using the NKJV is because it's my study Bible, but I would really prefer to use like an ESV or NIV to actually study, okay? But I'm just giving you a caveat. So tonight I'll be reading from the New King James, okay? So what I'm going to do first, and for those of you who joined late, I'm looking at multiple screens. I have notes on one computer. We have our Zoom meeting on my phone, and then we have our Facebook on another. So I'll be looking around, but what I'm going to do is start off by... Um, 
just going over a quick overview of the book of Acts. So we're going to be studying this all summer. So it's really important that we kind of do an overview today. And you all, if you have questions, um, even in the meeting room, go ahead and ask your questions too. And, and we'll try to get to questions tonight. You know, we're going to pray. And I think that this is going to be a great night. Okay. So let me talk about the book of Acts. Okay. So Acts, is amazing. It's really the only biblical book, guys, that gives us the history of the church immediately after Jesus's ascension. And we can read to see how the church was started and how it grew beginning in Jerusalem and into the Roman Empire, which was the superpower of that day, okay? And so the book spans, it starts out in AD, so after death, after the death of Christ, AD um, 33, um, and I actually, yeah, AD 33 to AD 57. That's what the um, book of Acts covers, okay? And so in three decades, it shows how, you know, the apostles, it went from how the gospel, excuse me, how the gospel grew, how it went from 120 followers, faithful followers of Jesus in Jerusalem to becoming really a movement that reached Gentiles and then also um, the Roman Empire. Welcome everyone who is joining. So let's open our Bibles and um, I'll continue. I have a, a few more notes to say about the overview, and then we'll get into the actual Acts chapter one, okay? Um, so in Acts 1 8, Jesus told his disciples, he said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea and all of Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And so Acts uh, really is kind of divided. And so we see this play out. In Jerusalem, chapters two through seven, they're, they're in Jerusalem, the apostles, and then they're in Judea um, from chapters eight through 12, and then um, to the ends of the earth, 13 through 28. Acts 1-8 is called by some scholars like a table of contents because of those reasons that I just said. Um, Jesus tells them what's going to happen. He says, you're going to receive power, and then like where they're going to go and how the gospel was spread. But it's also called by other scholars, like a thesis, kind of a thesis statement, if you were to think of how you would write a paper, right? And so it kind of gives an overview of the book in the very beginning. So Luke kind of puts this book in a geographical uh, framework, okay? So geography is like one of the main materials that we're dealing with in the book of Acts. Um, he, he really wants to show the expansion of the gospel from the beginning, okay? And how, and, and so this emphasis on places, on geography, it continues. So it continues throughout the remainder of the book in Acts. And so we also see one of the other big observations that we want to note about the book of Acts is that the church starts with Peter, right? We know this, Peter preaching a sermon on Pentecost. And that was the day that the Holy Spirit came upon the believers. And then it goes to the Apostles Paul's, the Apostle Paul's missionary journeys, okay? So it starts with Peter and then he kind of gives the gospel over. And then we see um, Peter and the, the Jews, okay? And then Paul taking the gospel to the Gentiles. Um, a major theme of this book is the power of the Holy Spirit, okay? This book really shows us the power of the Holy Spirit. And so what we'll notice this summer as we go through the book is that nothing, and, and I really want to encourage everyone to read the book themselves, like read it first, guys, if you can read it in one sitting. Um, but if, even if you can't, just read ch chapters at a time. And for the purposes of our study this summer, what I would encourage you to do is at least read the previous two books. So this week, I would encourage you to read chapters one and two on your own, and then go to the third, three and four. So read ahead as well. So you'll be caught up for next week. Okay. So, um, what this book does is it shows us the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, people, not only were people healed, so not only did the Holy, the Holy Spirit heal people, but in this book, we see the Holy Spirit giving visions. We see the Holy Spirit freeing the apostles from prison, and we see the Holy Spirit orchestrating the most dramatic 
conversion in the history of Christianity in the Apostle Paul in chapter 9. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is the star of the book of Acts. And so if we were to ask, like, who is the main character, we would have to say the Holy Spirit, okay? So Luke, Luke is the book's writer. So Luke was a Gentile, and he was a, a doctor. He also wrote the Gospel of Luke. And now Acts takes um, the form of narrative. So where else do we see um, narrative as a genre in the Bible? We see it in the Old Testament, the Old Testament narratives, right? And so Acts is sort of like narrative form. It's, it has these little vignettes, these, these stories, these short stories of the apostles and their, their acts, right? And even the word acts, it's a Greek word that means proxis. Okay, and so that is kind of how the apostles were labeled, like by their acts back then. Okay, and, it, and that's a Greek word. So anyway, okay, so Luke is the writer. This book takes on, it's, it's similar to Old Testament narratives. Um, and the, he's not writing the book like to give um, biographical information about the apostles. So we always have to figure out when we're studying a Bible book, we have to figure out, you know, what's the theme, what's the purpose, who's the author, and why was he writing the book? Now, what we know about Luke is that he wasn't writing to necessarily give biographical information about the apostles. We know that his main concern was, um, he had a few main concerns, a few main concerns. Um, number one, he wanted to encourage his audience about the truth of Christ. And we see this both in the beginning of Luke and also in the beginning of, um, I'm sorry, in the beginning of Acts and also in the beginning of his gospel, the gospel of Luke, okay? And so he wanted to, um, and he's writing to Theophilus, and I think the last time I studied whoever Theophilus was, I, I wasn't able to kind of pinpoint that. So um, he's writing though, but he's writing to a Gentile audience. He's a Gentile, all right? And so he wrote the book to encourage his audience about the truth of Christ. And he wanted to also, uh, now, in his, historically, the book of Acts was written, um, it, it, it takes on the form of some of the Hellenistic history that was common of that day. So in that day, they had this entire genre of writing. And the book of Acts kind of is similar to the other writings of that day. And so what those writings were really concerned with, they wanted to be good stories. They wanted to be good writing and form. Um, they wanted to inform people. He also was um, concerned with moralizing his audience. So like teaching them the morals the, 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 of Christ, right, of, of the gospel. And it's sort of like an apologetic. So he's really making the case for the gospel in this um, book, okay? So Luke is concerned with showing the work of the Holy Spirit in the stories that he tells in the book. And so he wants to show like the divine activity of God. And to Luke, Luke was really influenced by the Old Testament narratives. He was used to reading them and also um, he was used to the Old Testament, kind of living out the Old Testament in his life. So he was influenced by the Old Testament. Well, what we call the Old Testament. He wouldn't have called it the Old Testament then. And so what we have to understand is to Luke, the, um, the divine activity from, of God, it started in the Old Testament. It started with those narratives, okay? And it continued through the ministry of Jesus Christ on earth. And then now he's showing the ministry of the Holy Spirit. So it started in the Old Testament, went through Jesus, continues now through the Holy Spirit in the book of Acts. So um, there's a summary. There's a, a really good book that I love to use whenever I'm teaching um, about different Bible genres. And um, it's by Stewart and Fee. Fee and Stewart. It's called How to Read the Bible for All It's Worth. Okay. And one of the quotes that they say, they say, the key to understanding Acts seems to be in Luke's interest in movement, okay, orchestrated by the Holy Spirit, the gospel from its Jerusalem-based um, Judaism-oriented beginning. So Jerusalem-oriented, um, geared toward the Jews, okay, that's how the gospel started, to becoming a worldwide Gentile 
predominant phenomenon, okay? So that is what Luke is concerned with. All right, so that is our overview for uh, the summer study of the book of Acts, okay? That was a lot, but um, hopefully you all are following. Does anyone have any questions so far? I'm going to um, check in with everybody who is actually online. Um, I think that you can mute yourself. Okay, allow, okay, yes, you can unmute yourself, anyone, if you have questions. If you are online on Facebook, let us know, let me know if you have questions, okay? Okay, so I don't see any questions in our chat room, so I'm just gonna continue going, all right? So hopefully you're following. Okay, so if we look at the um, chapter one of this book, I wanna just point out a few things, okay? So the very beginning um, is the preparation of, of the book, okay? Um, Acts one, chapter one, uh, verses one <laughs> through three, okay? So Luke is like introducing this book and he's saying that, you know, um, so the former account I made, verse one, he's talking about his gospel now. Um, o Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after through the Holy Spirit. So he's basically saying in the previous gospel and what I wrote before this, um, I told you everything Jesus did. You know, I gave you the account of Jesus's ministry on earth until he was taken up by the spirit. Okay, so I want to skip, we're going to skip verses. That's why I encourage you to kind of make sure you're reading this, guys, on your own. So I want to skip down so we don't, we're not here all night. I want to respect your time. So verse three is, is important. He says, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering. Again, remember that Luke is concerned with showing that the gospel is true. Jesus walked this earth. And now we have the Holy Spirit, okay? So he says, he presented himself alive after his suffering, verse three, uh, by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during the 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Okay, so he's basically saying like, we saw all of this, all right? Um, and being assembled, assembled together with them, he commanded them, so his disciples, verse four, he commanded his disciples not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the father, which he said, you have heard from me. Okay. So one thing, uh, do I want to point that out here or later? Okay. We'll keep going. So chapter, um, verses four through eight, it gives the promise of the Holy spirit. Okay. So four through eight, he's promising them. Luke is kind of recounting how Jesus promised them the Holy Spirit. Okay. So, let's see. Let's go now. We looked at this verse a little earlier, but let's go to verse eight. And he says, um, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses to me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, what I want to point out about this verse is, okay, we talked about it a little bit, but when I was studying this, I want to point out a couple of things. Number one, where it says you will receive power. That word is dunamis, okay? And dunamis, it's important that we know the meanings of these words, okay? So dunamis power, that is miraculous power, okay? So he's basically saying, you're going to receive miraculous power. It also means ability. So you're going to receive the ability to do what I have commissioned you. Now, remember, he gave them the great commission, what I've commissioned you to do. And dunamis also means mighty work. Okay, how amazing is that? Is that? So he, they would have understood this. So they were really expectant of the Holy Spirit because they were going to receive miraculous power uh, to do, to, and abilities to do mighty works. Okay, how about that? All right, so now let's look at the word witness in this uh, passage. You will be my witnesses. This is something I just learned. I had never noticed this before, but the word in Greek for witness, guys, get this, it is. it comes from the same word as martyr. So it's pronounced, I believe, martis. And it comes from the same word as martyr. And so when, when we look up the definition of the word here for witness, it says a witness of God or Christ in a legal or historical sense, okay? 
But then Vine's dictionary also adds that this is, um, hold on, is this is the word that means one who bears witness by his death. Okay. All right. So when we, when, when we hear about martyrs and we're going to read about some in this book, like Stephen, all right. Um, when we, when we, when we hear about martyrs who died for the gospel, they were witnesses. Okay. And so this is also the word used in the book of Hebrews when it talks about the cloud of witnesses. Okay. It's also the word used in the book of Hebrews when it gives like the, the Hebrew, the faith hall of fame, I think it's a chapter 11 and all of those who bore witness to Christ because of their faith. So they were witnesses by their faith, okay? So these are the same words in, in the Greek, okay? All right, so in verses nine through 11, we have the ascension of Jesus. And that's essentially when he went up to heaven for, for the, the final time, okay? All right, so the next verses that we'll look at is um, 12. So in 12, from 12 through 14, they're in the upper room. So remember, Jesus told them to wait. Wait in Jerusalem until you receive the Holy Spirit. So verse 12, it says, Then they returned to Jerusalem from the mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. Okay, so they, they walked a Sabbath day journey. And when they had entered, they went up into the upper room, where they were staying and then it lists the 11 remaining apostles because remember judas had been the one who betrayed um jesus okay and it talks about what happened with judas later but then it says verse 14 these all so all of these people continued with one accord so that's really important guys they were on one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. And then it says, and in those days, verse 15, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples all together. The number of the names was about 120. So that's where we get the 120. We're in the upper room, okay? And he said, men and brethren, the scripture had been fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke um, before in the mouth of David concerning Judas. So then he talked about what happened to Judas. I'm not going to read that because it's not that important to our study, but I want you all to read this um, verse, you know, this entire chapter after we get off, okay? So let's go. So then it kind of talks about how they replaced Judas. They, um, what's it called? They casted lots. And back then, um, they they thought that lots, when they casted lots, it would, the answer or whatever lot came up, it was God speaking of who they wanted. So that's when they chose Matthias to replace Judas, the betrayer, okay? So that's chapter one, all right? Now, uh-oh, it's thundering outside. <laughs> that was really loud. Okay, now let's go to chapter two. Does anyone have questions or thoughts about chapter one that you wanna add? I do want this to be a discussion and then I'll have some questions for you to think about at the end, okay? Um, so chapter two is the chapter that, you know, a lot of us have been reading and studying last week, which was Pentecost on Sunday. Okay, so chapter two, verses one through four is the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. So it says, when the day of Pentecost, now Pentecost just means 50. Okay, so it's the 50th day after the resurrection. <laughs> um, I think I'm right, 50th day after resurrection. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I've been like in, in the books all day. So hopefully, I think I'm right with that. Yes, the 50th day after the resurrection. Okay, so, or after Passover. Okay, 50th day after Passover. Okay, so when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord. So there we go again, we see unity, one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven, just like the sound I just heard, <laughs> as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting, okay? So they're sitting here in this house and they hear a sound, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Then there appeared them divided tongues as of fire. So this is where we get like Holy Spirit, fire, and things like that, okay? Um, 
And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry. Divided tongues as a fire and one set upon each of them. So everybody um, was filled with the Holy Spirit with this um, tongues, with these tongues, okay? And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterances. Now, one thing that, you know, tongues is this widely debated um, gift in the church, okay, and, and by people outside of the church. But what we have to realize and what I hope that we see as we're studying this book this summer is that there's nothing really impossible with the Holy Spirit. And I think that's one thing that Luke really wants us to um, realize is that not, like nothing is impossible with the Holy Spirit. So even if, I know last week we actually prayed for some people to receive, you know, their gifts of tongues. If you didn't have it and you wanted it, I believe that was last week. And um, we pray for that. But if you don't have that, you can. So here though, when tongues manifested on the day of Pentecost, it was actually languages that they could understand of each other. Okay, for uh, like each other's languages. Okay, so it says in verse five, and there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and they were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Okay, and so I want to mention that the Holy Spirit, we talked about this a little bit, but the Holy Spirit was promised okay the holy spirit was both promised in the old testament which peter kind of points out um in a few verses um the holy spirit was promised in joel by the prophet joel well by god through the prophet joel in joel 2 28 through 32 and it says that i will pour out my spirit on all flesh okay your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your your young men shall see visions your old men shall dream dreams so the old the holy spirit was promise in the Old Testament, but Jesus also promised his disciples the Holy Spirit. In the Gospel of John chapter 14, he says, in, in verse 16, he says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth, okay? And so the Holy Spirit was promised to them, okay, as we saw earlier in this chapter. So while the Holy Spirit came and allowed and gave them these gifts of speaking in tongues, they, it says, verse seven, they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, look, are they not all these who speak Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language, which were we were born? And then it kind of goes through the different, I guess, languages um, and people where they heard these tongues, like, the, the thunder is so loud, guys. I wonder. I hope you all are safe wherever you are. If you're driving in the rain, be safe, okay? Um, okay, so then let's go down to verse 12. Verse 12 says, so they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Others, mocking, said they are full of new wine. So they. this is just an example of how people have different responses to the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Some were amazed and they were like, wow, what is this? But then there were some in their midst who mocked them, okay? And Peter stood up with the 11. So just imagine, I want you guys to see this, okay? They're in this um, house and there are all these people speaking in tongues. Some people are like, ha ha ha, they're drunk, ha ha ha. And then some people are like, wow. Well then the 11 apostles, um, well, 12 apostles stand up and Peter gets up and he raised his voice and he says, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. For these are not drunk as you suppose, since, is, since it is only the third hour of the day. Now, third hour of the day, that was, it was nine o'clock in the morning. Okay, so we, that's how we would think of it. Nine o'clock in the morning. So he's like, come on guys, it's only nine o'clock in the morning. They're not drunk, hello? Like who would be drunk at nine o'clock in the morning? And so he says, but this was the spoken, what was spoken by the prophet Joel. So I'm not gonna read that prophecy again, but then he goes on and he shares the prophecy that Joel had given. And then he says, verse 22, men of Israel, hear these words. So this 
is Peter's famous sermon. Like this is Peter's sermon. And what's really important to note, guys, is that this is the same Peter, Peter the fisherman, Peter who walked on water and then he began to doubt, okay? And then he started sinking because he lost his faith in Christ, right? Um, that I mean, he lost his faith in that moment of walking on water when he asked Jesus, like, is it you, Lord? If so, um, tell me to come to you, right? This is the same Peter. This is also the same Peter who denied Christ, okay? Who denied Christ um, during the time with, before he was about to be crucified. This is the same Peter. After that, when Jesus um, came back, okay, after his resurrection, he restored Peter. So this is the same Peter where Jesus asked him, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? He asked him three times and Peter constantly said, Lord, you know, I love you. And finally, Jesus said, then feed my sheep. Okay. So now this is Peter, the effect of Jesus giving Peter that commission to do what you do, Peter, go and be a witness for me. This is now the effect, okay? So in the Bible, we have to look at things, um, always try to notice cause and effect. What happened first and then what is the effect of that or what is the result of it, right? So this is the result of that Peter being restored. And now Peter stands up and he preaches this really powerful sermon, okay? He preaches this really powerful sermon, and I'll just read the beginning, but I want you all to really read this when you get off, okay? Because it's so good, but he says, verse 22, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, excuse me, I'm getting tongue-tied. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know, him being delivered by the determined purpose and foreknowledge of God. And you have taken by lawless hands, have crucified and put to death. So Peter is basically saying, Jesus, who you know did miracle signs and wonders while he was on this earth, but because it was God's plan to allow him to be crucified by you, Okay, so that's what Peter is saying. Like, this was God's foreknowledge, okay? The foreknowledge of God. 24, whom God raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be held by it. So Peter is like, look, death couldn't hold Jesus down. Jesus got up. Okay, not even death to hold him down. This makes me so excited. And then it says, for David says concerning him. And then he quotes Psalm 16. Okay. And so then he says, men and brethren, let me speak freely to you. The patriarch David. So he calls David a prophet. Okay. Now this is a debate by some scholars because they're like, wait, was David a prophet? Um, David was a king. David, you know, was that one of his anointings? So anyway, I won't go into that, but that's an interesting study if you want to study that too okay but i want to go down after he goes through david's prophecy he goes verse 37 okay verse 37 chapter 2 it says now when they heard this they were cut to the heart i love that conviction okay um i don't know if there's anybody on who has another translation of the bible here who wants to share what verse 37 says but that would be awesome to hear that is there anyone who wants to kind of come on and read verse 37 in a different translation anybody anybody <laughs> anybody i think you can unmute yourself if so Okay, I won't unmute you. Okay, we'll just keep going. So verse 37, now they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Here's a point. When the gospel is preached, Peter preached the gospel. Like this is like the pure gospel, okay? And he preached it to them. And it led to a response, a reaction. They were hearing the word of God. The word of God is so powerful. So then it says in verse 38, then Peter said to them, repent. So once we preach the gospel, this is for all of the preachers. After we finish preaching the gospel, the response is for people who want to know what shall we do? 
Peter says, repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. So that you're basically, so that your sins will be forgiven. Okay. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is a gift for believers. Okay. And then it says, for the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, as many as the Lord God will call. One thing that's important to know is that God, we can't come to God unless God like God calls us to him. Okay. So like when we become saved or when anyone gets saved, it's not really because they're like, Oh, I, I just wanted to get saved. No, actually God was working and trying, you know, working on getting your attention. God was calling you to him. God gave you the ears, the heart to want to seek him. Okay. So yes. And Leona says, Peter spoke with boldness. Absolutely. And so verse 40 it says, and with many other words, he testified. Now remember testifying. What is it? What is it to testify? It's like you, you give your testimony, you share your truth. But in this sense, it's the truth of the gospel. Okay. And so with many other words, he testified and exhorted them saying, be saved from this perverse generation. Then all, then those who gladly received his word were baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added. So after Peter preached, 3,000 people came into the body of Christ. And then it says, and they continued. So this is now starting to show how this church is growing. Okay. So I want us to take notes. It says they continued steadfast. So they were faithful. Okay. In the apostles' doctrine, what is the apostles' doctrine? What Peter is preaching, it's the gospel, okay? And fellowship, fellowship, being together, not being separate, not doing things on their own, not being all over. Remember how we heard repeatedly one accord, they were on one accord, okay? In the breaking of bread, so they came together, they ate together, they had meals, and then it says in prayers, and in prayers. 43, then the fear came upon every soul. So they, they had the fear of God. Okay, so we need to fear God, not in a, oh my gosh, like God is going to get me type fear, a reverence of God, a respect, knowing that God is so big, he can do anything he wants. Okay, so they had fear of God and many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Now, verse 44, now all who believe were together and had all things in common. Again, they were unified, okay? And sold their possessions and goods and divided them among all as anyone had need. So we have to realize, this just reminds me of the concept of stewardship, okay? So we're not really owners of our stuff. And if we think we're owners of our stuff, we are not living the way that God really wants us to live because he wants us to be stewards of it. So that means if God says, hey, Natasha, go and sell your car and give the money to this family who needs it. I shouldn't be like, but God, I really, really love my car. No, because God is God. So this is what they were doing. They were selling their goods and dividing them up as people had need. And then it says, so continuing daily with one accord there's that phrase again in the temple and breaking bread from house to house so they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart so this it really reminds me of tanzania guys when i was in the village in tanzania it's like we ate together you know there was different meals at people's houses you can knock on someone's door and there's the neighbors are there and they're eating and praying and singing and this is how they were doing there okay and so it says 47 praising god and having favor with all people and the lord added to the church daily those who were being saved okay so that is our first two chapters we've accomplished our goal and we're actually in good timing um and so what do we take from this? I want us to reflect today. One, are we in fellowship with other believers, okay? 
Are we in fellowship? If anybody is able to type on Facebook or even in Zoom, if you can type our reflection questions, that would be awesome. Um, but are we in fellowship with other believers? Okay, that's number one. Number two, um, are, we, are we ministering the gospel? Like Peter testified, okay? Peter testified, and when he testified to Christ, what Christ did, God added to the church. They were humble. They were in fear of God. They reverenced God. And so are we testifying to Christ? Okay. Or is our testimony, when we talk with people, is our testimony all about us? Is it self-centered or is our testimony God-centered? Okay. Is our testimony self-centered or God-centered? And then number three, I want us to think about, be mindful this week. This is just something, a, a call to action. Be mindful of how you can share the gospel. Okay how we can share the gospel. So if you are in contact with people, if you're in stores, if you're at work, going back to work, wherever you are, ask yourself, can I share the gospel? So keep that on your mind because the gospel is powerful, okay? And we see how God was adding to the church because of these principles of unity, of selflessness. They were praying and supplication and they had a fear of God and they preach they testify to God and what he has done so this week I want you all to be mindful how can I share the gospel with someone else okay so now I just want to pray to kind of close out this lesson and remind you that next week we're going to have another teacher and every week this summer we have different teachers okay I won't be the teacher every week we have different ones I'm so excited about them I'm excited to see how they read the Bible, how they study the word and how they bring things out. Today, I just wanted to do an overview of the book for you and prayerfully you'll be back next Thursday. And thank you for Leona and Alice and Fee um, who are sharing their um, notes, their, their takeaways. So yes, the takeaways that we wanna think about, are we in fellowship with other believers? Are we testifying to Christ or is our testimony self-centered? And how can we share the gospel with someone else? Those are our three takeaways. So I'm going to pray. And then after that, I want you all to begin to write any prayer requests. We do have some prayer requests from our community. And I'm going to invite two people from our Victory Prayer Circle, our two of our intercessors, not just people, but two of our intercessors from our Victory Prayer Circle to pray. And then we're going to end, okay? So if you have prayer requests, please type them in the chat room and we will um, pray for you and with you tonight. We're all together praying, okay? Praise God. Okay, so I'm going to pray. All right. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you, God. We thank you for everything you are doing, God. We thank you, Lord, for this time of study. God, we thank you for your word that is so powerful, Father, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Father, I pray right now, God, that if there's anyone under the sound of my voice, Lord, who doesn't know you, God, I pray, Father, that you would move on their heart, prick them now, let them know that this is the place where they want to be. They want to be in fellowship with you, Lord. And God, we just thank you for the gospel. We thank you for um, the promises of the gospel. We thank you for everlasting life, God. We thank you that we have the victory through everything, Father. I pray that this study this summer will make us um, readers of the word, studiers, that it will make us um, study to show ourselves approved, that it would um, birth a new birth of hunger, give us a hunger and a thirst to want to study your word more, God. I pray, Father, that um, ideas will be uh, sparked in our minds this summer. I pray that someone will fall in love with the Bible for the first time and all over again for those of um, them who have been in the word. God, I pray that it would develop a new hunger, a new love for your word, God. And we just thank you, Lord. Have your way in our hearts and over our lives in um, the remaining of this week and throughout next week until we meet again. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, so we're not done. We're not done. We're not done. Um, so if you are not able to get on Zoom, everybody, 
um, you can, if you're on Facebook, you can click that link in um, the description and it should open up uh, Zoom or if you have the Zoom app downloaded on your phone, the meeting ID, um, I'll post it in the chat room on Facebook. That's the meeting ID. And you can go to the Zoom app if you have it downloaded and just type in that meeting ID and you can come on into the Zoom room. Okay, so now I want to ask, so we have um, a prayer request. Um, I do want to ask a sister, let's see. I think we have Angela here. Angela, are you able to unmute your phone and come on? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Pray over the prayer request that we have and then however the Lord leads you guys. So let's begin to, um, first let's start to pray in our heavenly language. And then Angela, whenever you feel um, led, just begin to pray and uh, we'll take it from there. So yes, we just thank you, God. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Right now, Lord God, we just come, oh God. We just come worship you and seeking you, oh God. We just thank you, Father God, for being the great I am, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for being the beginning and the end, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, that you sit high, oh God, but you look low, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, that you would never leave us or forsake us, oh God. So right now, Lord God, we just come thanking you for you are greater in us, oh God, than he who is in the world, oh God. So right now, Lord God, as we're feeling weary and overwhelmed, oh God, we just thank you for your greatness, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for the word that dwells among us, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are right here with us, oh God. We thank you, Father God, that even when we make our bed in hell, Lord God, you are mm -hmm. right here us, oh God. So right now, Lord God, we just pray for every prayer request, oh God, for everyone, oh God, who is burdened right now, oh God, whether it's their burden or someone else's, oh God, we just lift it up to you, oh God. Lord, we know that you are in full control, oh God. We know that nothing is by accident or coincidence, oh God, but it is ordained by you, oh God. So we just pray right now, oh God, that you would have your way, oh God. You said not by might nor by strength, oh God, but by your power, oh God. So by your power, oh God, we are speaking healing right now, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. We are speaking freedom right now, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. We are praying right now, oh God, that homes will be in peace, oh God. Lord, that whatever the devil meant for good, Lord, you will turn it around for your good, oh God. For evil, Lord God, you will turn it around for good. So right now, Lord God, we just worship you, oh God, in spirit and in truth, oh God. We thank you, Father God, for the Holy Spirit that not only the apostles experienced, oh God, but the Holy Spirit that is still living with us today, oh God. We just thank you, Father God, that you are still a miracle worker, oh God. We we thank you, Father God, that you are still the great physician, oh God. We thank you, Father God, that even when man changes, oh God, you are always the same, oh God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for forgiveness of sin, oh God. We thank you, Father God. We thank you for salvation right now, oh God. We thank you, Father God, for you are worthy and greatly to be praised, oh God. We thank you, Father God, that even when Satan thought that he could tempt Jesus, oh God, that Jesus stayed faithful, oh God, that we might be able to serve you today, oh God. So we we just thank you for it, oh God. We thank you for every sacrifice that your son made for us, oh God. For without him, we would be nothing, oh God. So we just worship you, oh God. We praise you, your God. We magnify you, Lord God. For you are great, oh God. You are bigger than any problem, oh God. You are bigger than the devil, oh God. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Uh, Sister Felicia, are you able to pray? Yes, I am. I'm here. How are you? I'm well. Praise God. I pray, I pray that you're well. Are you well today? Um, I am. I am. I'm hanging in there. So thank you. Okay. You have the victory through Christ. 
Yes, yes, yes. I believe and I receive. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this prayer call on tonight, Lord God. Heavenly Father, we know that the world is in an uproar right now, but no matter what the situation may be in the world, Lord God, we will seek justice and pray that justice will be found, Lord God. Everyone has their um, their meanings and their definitions of what's happening in the world, Lord God, but we know that you are in charge, Heavenly Father, no matter what the situation may be or the circumstances, Lord God. Lord God, I pray that you will be with each and every one of us on this call, Lord God. Well, you know their situations. I don't know what you do, Lord God. So I just pray that you will be with each and every one of us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen, amen. Is there anyone else who would like to come on on mute and pray? I know we have Sister Cynthia on. Hello. And is, if there's any prayer requests on, um, online or Facebook, please share them. Okay, so what I'll do is, um, I, hi, hi. Hi, can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay, you ready? Yes, ma'am. Do you see um, a prayer request in our chat room from uh, Sister Alice? Uh, no. I, I okay. Gonna, I need to go back to the chat. Okay. It's okay. Just pray how the spirit leads you and we'll pray for Alice together afterwards. All right. Okay. Father God, our heavenly Father, we thank you on today for this another opportunity to call upon your holy and righteous name. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor and all the praise, Lord Jesus. And we thank you for you just being God. Lord Jesus, we know that nothing catches you by surprise. We know, Lord, that we want you to help us, Lord, to be able to take what we're dealing with now and learn from this process, Lord, that it would better us. We want to be like, uh, we want to be like Joseph, Lord. We want to take all these situations and mm -hmm. we want to be able to turn it for our good. Yes. Bless us and keep us and help us, Father, to be what you would have us to be. So many, Lord, are going through bereavement right now, Lord Jesus, but we know that you are able to give them the peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes. Help them, oh God, lift them up and help them, Lord, to be what you would have them to be, oh God, yes. in this difficult time. And we give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise, for we know it's in your name that we pray. Amen, amen. 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 Okay, so we do have um, some other prayer requests I want to pray for. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you, God, for who you are, Lord. We just thank you, God, for this time together, Father. Lord, we repent of all of our sins, oh God. Anything that we have done, oh God, that has not pleased you, Father, we ask that you would forgive us, oh God. Right now we pray, Lord, we are coming into agreement with with Alice, oh God, who's asking, Father, for you to soften her heart in this season, oh God, and give her the strength to do the work that you have called her to do, Father Lord. And Lord, she's asking for you to take the burden, oh God, so, so that she no longer worries about what anyone would think of her, um, what the world would think of her, God. But I pray, Father, that she is just so confident and she rests in you and what you say about her, her identity in you, your approval of her, Father. We just cancel um, any type of people-pleasing spirits or needs. We just cancel that in the name of Jesus. And I just speak confidence into Alice. I speak peace into Alice right now, Father. And we know that you have given her a heart for people, God. You've given her a heart for creativity. You've given her a heart for children, Father. She is an amazing writer, God, an amazing mom, Father, a phenomenal prayer warrior, God. She is diligent, Father. She is more than enough. She is more than a conqueror, God. I pray, Father, that she is able, Lord, to just attach to that, God, everything you've already told her about herself, Lord, that she can do all things through Christ who strengthens her, God, that you are going to do exceedingly, abundantly more than she can ask or imagine, God. Give her the strength, Father. Give her the 
peace, Lord, and soften her heart, Lord. We just thank you, God. And Father, I want to lift up some people, Father, right now who are mourning loved ones, God. I want to lift up to keep the God. I want to lift up Mel, and I want to lift up Anthony, Lord God. They are mourning their loved ones, and I know that there are others. So if you are, wherever you are, just begin to call out the names of those who are mourning their loved ones, of families you know. We are praying for George Floyd's family, for Ahmaud Arbery's family, for Breonna Taylor's family, and everyone else who is mourning the loss of a loved one, no matter how they died, whether it was COVID or by the hands of police or the, the neck of a, the, the knee of a police officer, God, you know, Father, and we just ask, Lord, that you would comfort them, Lord. We know that your word says that blessed, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted, God, and blessings means happy, and, you know, they're, they're abundant, they're experiencing your joy, Father. So, God, I pray, Lord, that even in the midst of this storm, Lord, that they can experience still experience joy in you and joy in what you have done and joy in the legacy of their loved ones. And I pray that they have happy memories that make them laugh and that brings their families together and that brings people to you, Father. Use their lives to still, even in their afterlife, draw people to Christ, God. Let people remember how they walked with you, God, and how they prayed with you, Lord, and how they you answered their prayer, Father, how you were faithful to them, and let them know that they can have that same um, God, that same Jesus who was there for their loved ones, God. So comfort them, Father. Give them hope, Lord. Give them a promise, Father, to hold on to. Let them know that there are better days coming next, oh God, and we just thank you, Father, for it now. And I want to just lift up some prayers um, surrounding, oh, and, and oh, 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 the Lord put it on my heart. We are praying also for our sister Andrea. We're praying for our sister Andrea this week, um, interceding for Andrea. God, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that you would give Andrea peace concerning her family, Father God. I pray, Father, that you would do a miracle, God, that you will reconcile her family, Lord God, her and her daughter back to one another. God, I pray, Lord, for um, a hedge of protection to be around this family and also to be around her grandson, Ezekiel, Father God. We know that you have called him for a purpose, oh God. I pray that you would give Andrea peace, Lord God, about Ezekiel and his whereabouts, God. I pray that he would be returned to her, Father, after um, this weekend, God, that he will come back home to her. God, I pray also, Lord, that if it's your will, that you would give her permanent custody over him, Father. But no matter what's going to happen, Lord, we know that he is protected by you, God. So we just thank you, Father, for your um, your hedge of protections, Lord. We just pray Psalm 91 over him, God, that, that he won't even dash his foot against a stone that you have already sent angels to take charge over him, Father. So we just thank you, God, for your protection. Hallelujah. 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 Just begin to praise the Lord. And then we'll lift up some final prayers concerning our nation in a moment. Hallelujah. 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 God, we thank you. God, we honor you. God, you are awesome. You can unmute your lines, guys, and just let's lift up some praises to the Lord. There's a sound. Yes, God, God loves our sound. In let's begin to... Yes, permeate the atmosphere yes, with our praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are wonderful, oh God. Thank you, God. You are merciful, oh God. You are all knowing, oh God. You are all loving, oh God. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for this victory, God. We praise you, Lord. we bless you lord we bless you lord bless you lord okay so what we're gonna do now guys i'm just gonna pray one 
um, final set of prayers that we wrote out. Hallelujah. Leona saying victory, victory, victory. Hallelujah. Yes, we have the victory, guys. All those prayers that we just prayed. Oh, it's already done, okay? It's already done. I pray for health and healing for your bodies. I pray that if there's anything in your bodies, any diagnoses that you don't want to believe, we don't want to believe any of the doctor's reports that are negative. So we cancel it in the name of Jesus. And we latch on to God's promises of healing. By the stripes of Jesus, we've already been healed. Hallelujah. Just say, thank you, Jesus, for my healing. I don't care what the doctor said. You are healed in the name of Jesus. Your minds, our minds are healed in the name of Jesus. We uproot every seed that the enemy tries to plant in us all week. It seeds of fear, seeds of doubt. We uproot it in the name of Jesus. I bind the devil. I bind fear. I bind uh, the insecurities in the name of Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, that you would do a deep healing in us now, God. Do a deep healing in us as we even depart from this call tonight. Tonight, God, go through and just cleanse us out, Father, so that we wake up tomorrow, Lord, more refreshed, God, that we know that you have done it, oh God. We've already uh, received it. We believe when we pray. We don't have to wait to see the manifestation of our prayers to believe God. We believe God now. We believe God now. Hallelujah. This is the victory prayer circle. Know that you have the victory, Andrea. You have the victory, Leona. You have the victory, Shamika. You have the victory, Caressa, Latanya, Alice, Angela, Cynthia, Donita, Felicia, everybody on this line. We have the victory in Christ Jesus. So we're going to pray. Lord, we thank you for the efforts of justice, equality, and righteousness that have already gone forth throughout this nation. We praise you, God, for raising up leaders in this generation and in previous generations. Lord, we bless you for bringing exposure to the injustices in our nation, God. We ask, Father, for you to bring exposure to any corruption, oh God. And we thank you, Lord, that George Floyd and other deaths will not go in vain. Hallelujah, God. And Leona is saying, she's declaring that we are being transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. This is going to be a summer of acts, a summer of acts. We're not just going to be studying the book of Acts, guys, but we're going to see the move of God. We're going to be able to act on what we pray for, act on what we hear from the Lord, act on what we study. Praise God. We bind and rebuke every demonic spirit behind the wickedness in our nation, and we bind and rebuke every plot of the enemy. We bind and uproot and rebuke every form of witchcraft and idolatry, every attempt that any witches have trying to come forth. We bind it in the name of Jesus, in the mighty name of Jesus. We rebuke the enemy. And Lord, we ask God, as your word says, that you would just shelter us under your wings, oh God. Shelter us in your secret place, oh God. Send our angels to do our work right now in the spirit, oh God. Dispatch our angels, Father, to tend to our prayers, to tend to our word. So we rebuke every demonic spirit in the name of Jesus behind the wickedness. We rebuke and bind the spirit of murder and violence and death in this nation. And we send them under the feet of Jesus where they've already been defeated. God, we rebuke and bind every plot of the enemy, every terrorist attack. We rebuke and bind it. God, we ask that you would expose it in the name of Jesus, Lord. We pray for our presidential cabinet, the administration, the governors, the mayors, and the leaders of our land to, to govern and speak, Lord, with wisdom and peace, that their hearts also, God, would be broken for what breaks your heart, Lord. We ask, God, that you would put in them compassion, Father, for every family mourning the death, the senseless death of their, their loved ones because of racially motivated crimes or uh, police officers who weren't do doing their jobs correctly, God. We pray for our leaders, God, and we ask that you would give them wisdom, God, and even keep them healthy, Father Lord, so that they can do what you have called them to do, God. And we ask that you would uproot every corrupt leader, Father, and that by supernatural means, Lord, you will put somebody in the office of the president, Father God, 
who has your heart, Father, who's chasing you, who has your spirit, Father, Lord. We pray for those things in the name of Jesus. We pray that evil would no longer be tolerated by those in leadership and authority positions, including law enforcement and government. God, expose, heal, and or remove those in power who um, perpetuate hate and evil of all kinds, God. And we also declare in the name of Jesus that there will be reform and there will be change within law enforcement and there will be new legislations in the name of Jesus that will protect citizens. We pray for unity and rec racial reconciliation, God, in the name of Jesus. We pray for peace to break out. Let the protests continue, God, but let them be peaceful, Father. We pray for equality, Father, in jobs, equality with healthcare, Father. We ask that you would bind. No, we use the power of Jesus to bind all the inequality and discrimination and bigotry and all the different mountains of our society, Father. We ask for equality in the governments of every city and state in the United States and also throughout the world, God. We pray for justice and comfort, Lord, for every family who's lost their loved ones, Father. God, we pray, Father, for the protection of our brothers and sisters protesting and demonstrating and fighting for justice in any way, Lord God, however we're fighting, Lord. We pray for the protection of us all, the protections of our minds, of our body, God. We pray that no one gets arrested who is doing your means and if they do that they get out that there will be funds in the bail um in the in the bail funds to get them out father lord we pray lord that that people who mean well won't be sucked into evil or um, unwarranted violence and crime lord in the name of jesus we pray that righteousness will be their guide lord god and the fruit of righteousness would be their reward and we cover them and we cover everyone on this call and under the sound of my voice with the blood of Jesus and we declare that no backlash will come our way as a result of our work in the spirit or in the natural in Jesus's name we pray amen 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 okay guys so we'll be back here next week 7 45 is worship eight o'clock we kick off our call with prayer and also we are um, studying Acts chapters three and four next week. God bless you. Thank you for joining the Victory Set Prayer Circle. You all have a blessed evening and a really amazing and blessed night in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.